Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're having a good day. Hope your weekend has been going well. Have you been able to enjoy some of the spring weather we have been having the past couple of weeks? We have had some absolutely beautiful days. Had a good bit of rain too, but some beautiful days and everything's just springing to life as it does this time of year. Always enjoy watching all the birds in our backyard and the bluebirds, the cardinals, the golden finches, all kinds of birds as everything is just springing back to life. And it's just a beautiful thing. And most importantly, the most beautiful part of spring is the reminder of new life that Jesus gives us as we see trees and flowers blooming and coming, what appear to be coming back to life. They were just lying dormant, but coming back to life and things are just getting beautiful. It just reminds me of the life that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ offers us and gives us. And when we give our lives to Jesus, we get to experience his new life and just the life that he gives us. And really it's the only true life because he is life. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father. If you are listening this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, I just want to encourage you to do so. Experience his life, experience his love, experience his forgiveness, and receive everything that he's done for you on the cross. And by coming back to life, as the word says, to give all who believe eternal life. And if that's you this morning, I just encourage you to pray. Just call out to Jesus. Talk to him. He's, he's right there. Just call on his name. For all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you have any questions about salvation, about next steps, if you're a new Christian, feel free to contact me. You can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, or you can call our office at Love in Action, 334-494-4995, 334-494-4995. Would love to chat with you, would love to give you some next steps. If you want to talk about salvation, would love to talk to you about that. This morning we are going to be in the New and in the Old Testament as we talk about missions But before we do, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to pay the price that we couldn't. Thank you for giving us life and life eternal. Lord, we just have to receive it. Thank you for this beautiful springtime that we're experiencing God, thank you for the reminders that you give us of new life and new life in Christ. Father, we just want to thank you and give you all praise, honor, and glory. And I do pray for those listening who have not given their lives to you through your son, Jesus Christ. I pray that today will be their day. Draw them in, Father. Holy Spirit, convict each one of their need for Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Convict each one of their sins. Because, Lord, we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of your glory. And we need to come to you and ask you to forgive us. We need to repent of our sins, to turn from our, our ways, and to turn to you and trust you and obey you and confess you as Lord. Jesus, we praise you. Thank you for everything that you have done for us and everything you still do for us, Lord. You tell us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. And I want to lift those cares up to you right now, Father God. Lord, everyone who is listening, you know each need. 
you know spiritual needs, financial, physical, emotional, everything, Father God. And we just give it to you and trust you. Lord, we thank you for your word as we open your word up this morning. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us, to lead us, and to guide us into all truths. And I pray that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only. Father, again, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As I mentioned, we are going to talk about missions today. So we're going to start out in the New Testament, but we're going to transition into the Old Testament. And I want to give you something to think about as we're going through some New Testament scripture. Who was the first missionary that God sent out? Think about that. Who was the first missionary that God sent? Well, we know the great missionary or missions scripture is the Great Commission, where Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I command you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That great commission is the scripture that is just filled with mission work, isn't it? And to do missions work, we have to go. And so Jesus is sending us out. And God gave us his word, didn't he? He put this word together for us. There's 66 books, and it all comes together. It's just amazing how God's word works. And it all comes together into Jesus fulfilling Old Testament scripture, Jesus fulfilling the prophecies, Jesus coming to redeem mankind, and he's coming back. And that's a promise we need to look forward to and hold on to. God gave us his word that we call the Bible so we might know him, correct? Because if we didn't have his word, how would we know God? We could experience God out in nature, but we wouldn't have his written word. And so we have his written word that he gave us so we can know him and so we can make him known to others. And making God known is what missions is all about. The Bible teaches that God has a missionary heart. From Genesis all the way through Revelation, we see God's missionary heart at work. I believe God's missionary heart comes from the fact that he loves us all. If you're feeling unloved, know that God loves you. The creator of heaven and earth and all that's within it loves you. And he loves us all the same. He doesn't love me more than anybody else just because I'm on the radio talking about his word. No, he loves us all the same. He died for each and every one of us. Jesus did it all to redeem us. And that's the love of God. That's his heart. He loves us. And missions comes out of that love because he wants us all to know him. And that's what missions is about, is knowing God. I found a good article in a study Bible that I have, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. And I hope you have a good study Bible. I have a number of study Bibles in different translations because I think it's important to look at the different translations. But we'll get into studying the Bible another time. But this article was written by 
David Seals, and it's titled The Biblical Basis for Missions. And I thought it was really good, so I'm just going to read it to you. And he writes, Not only is there a biblical basis for missions, it is accurate to see a missionary purpose for the entire Bible. If God had not revealed himself in Scripture, we would only know that there is a creator God and that we are sinners. Such general revelation is not sufficient to lead us to save a knowledge of God. The Bible teaches that Jesus is the only answer to humanity's need for holiness and salvation. We are all sinners by birth and choice. Therefore, everyone must repent and be spiritually born again because sin separates us from God. People are not spiritually neutral until they hear the gospel and reject it. As sinners, they are all condemned and hopeless. Therefore, God gave us the Bible that we might know him and make him known. Making God known is what missions is all about. The Bible teaches that God has a missionary heart. After their fall into sin, God came to Adam and Eve and announced the first gospel, that one was coming to destroy the work of the evil one. And we read that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. When God later called Abram, he told him that he would bless all the families of the earth through him. Many of the Psalms also reveal God's desire that all nations know and glorify him. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6, God says that it is too small a thing for Christ to raise up only the tribes of Israel. He would also make him a light to the Gentiles. Simeon quoted this passage when he held the baby Jesus at the temple. The book of Jonah reveals God's missionary heartbeat. God sent Jonah to pagan Nineveh. Jesus' disciples were surprised when some Greeks wanted to see him, but he announced that he would draw all people to himself. Throughout the Bible, God led people from many nations to join with his people. We even see this on display in the lineage of Jesus, which includes Gentile ancestors. We see God's missionary purpose and heartbeat in three key elements of the Gospels, the Great Commission, the Great Commandments, and the Great Compassion. In the Great Commission, Jesus charges his followers to make disciples of all nations by going to them, winning, and baptizing them, and teaching them to obey all he has commanded. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 33 through 40, the great commandments teach us to love God and our neighbors. If we love God, we will obey his commands and strive to see the whole world worship him. If we love our neighbor, we will want him to have eternal life. As we seek to imitate Jesus, the great compassion that characterized his life will shape ours also. Mark chapter 6 verse 34 shows that Jesus had compassion for the crowds who were like sheep without a shepherd. He said in Luke chapter 19 verse 10 that he came to seek and save those who were lost. Our compassion should lead us to go to them and preach the gospel, disciple believers, teach leaders, and plant New Testament churches among them. The gospel is God's power to save all who believe. And Christ calls every Christian to participate in global missions. While all who call on Jesus will be saved, Paul reasons that no one can call on him if they do not believe. Believe unless they hear. Hear unless someone goes to preach. Or go to preach unless they are sent. 
The Bible teaches that we all have a role in missions, either as goers or as senders. Neither is more biblical than the other, and neither is possible without the other. I hope you heard that. If not, let me tell you again. The Bible teaches that we all have a role in missions. Each and every believer, every follower of Christ has a role in missions. We are either goers or senders. And I would add, some of us can be both goers and senders. And neither is more biblical than the other. And neither is possible without the other. So just think about that. Have you been called to go somewhere? We've all been called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. And we're called to share it with our neighbors, to share Jesus with people we come in contact with each and every day. And Jesus expands that to the whole world. Now, not everybody can go to other parts of the world. But if you can't go, you can help send somebody. And don't ever get trapped in the thought of, well, I could only give X amount of money. And you might think X amount of money isn't very much. But God takes every single dollar and multiplies it. Look what he did with the fishes and the five loaves of bread. He fed 5,000 people with just a couple of fishes and five loaves of bread. And he had leftovers. So God can take our little bit and do so much with it. Let's read the scripture out of the book of Romans that David Seals quoted in his article there, where Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, we're going to read verses 9 through 15. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the, with the heart a person believes resulted in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? But how are they to preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Both have to happen, going and giving. Some of us must go, some of us must send others. And as I mentioned, some of us can do both. We have to go. Jesus commands us to. And when we realize that over 3 billion people have never heard the gospel, we must go and we must help send people to go because those 3 billion people are on the path to hell. And we need to share Jesus with them, to give them an opportunity just like you and I have to receive the gospel, to receive Jesus and be saved or to reject it. It's our choice. We have to do that here at home, and we have to do that around the world. That's called being a Great Commission Christian. Here's an example. Here at home, we reached out to people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We also go overseas. When I say we, I'm talking about my wife and I. We go overseas, and we share the gospel with people. 
And through Love in Action, we are able to help meet needs here locally as well as around the world. We're able to share the gospel by meeting those needs. We call that sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ through acts of compassion. And so we're doing it at home and overseas. This October, we hope to, and we're praying, to go on a mission trip to a country in Asia. I won't mention that country because it's a country where it's illegal to convert and become a believer in Christ. But we're praying that we can go. We have open doors there. We, we're already doing work there through indigenous pastors. And we believe we are called to go and help them reach others, the lost in their, in their country, but also to do a lot of discipleship training while we're there. And so we're willing to go and we're, we're able to go, but we're going to need finances to get there. That's an example of going and sending. So we're, we're willing to go. We're just going to need help to go. And we work with indigenous pastors in eight foreign countries right now. Six of those countries are in that 1040 window, which I've explained before, is from North Africa across the Middle East into Asia, where 85% of all unreached people groups live. That's 85% of over 3 billion people live in that window, and only about 10% of missionary work is done in that window. And so I'm just thankful that God's opened the door to six countries that we can go to and proclaim the gospel. We can partner with local pastors, indigenous pastors, and those pastors are extremely poor. They have little to no resources, so we come alongside them to support support them, support their work. We help provide Bibles, plant house churches, build churches, provide discipleship training, provide transportation like motorcycles to spread the gospel quicker and more efficiently. Uh, we provide finances for the purchase of food so those who are hungry, those who are starving can have food. Uh, we build schools, and those schools are actually churches that we build. The churches in, in these countries are pastors and his family house as well as school and just kind of the center of, of all activity. And so we're, we're able to do that. We're able to provide fresh water. We have an orphanage in, in the country of Myanmar and so much more. And the, the reason why we can do that is because people donate financially. And because of their support, we're able to do all those things and more to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who are lost and especially those who are unreached and make disciples. That's the Great Commission. We're going, we're sending, we're helping. And if you're interested in helping us spread the gospel, you can check it out on our website at loveinactionministries.com and see what we're doing locally as well as around the world. And you can give tax-deductible donations to Love in Action. Our P.O. Box is 85, P.O. Box 85, Dothan, Alabama, 36302. Or you can also give via PayPal and through the Venmo app. And all that's on our website. You can check it out, loveinactionministries.com. I asked you earlier to think about who was the very first missionary that God sent out. Have you thought about it? I can't hear your answer, of course, but the very first missionary 
who I believe God sent out, was Abraham, who was known as Abram at that time. And we go all the way back to Genesis chapter 12, where God sends Abram. Let's read that. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went away as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So Abram, 75 years old, was sent by God. We see there that God told him to to leave, leave his family, leave his home country, leave everything. So he took his wife. He took his nephew, and they went, just like God told them to. He obeyed God, and that's what it's all about. It's about our obedience to God. And the way I look at it, we are either obedient to him or we're not. There's no gray area there. We have to be obedient, and we can read from Genesis through Revelation and see each time someone's obedient to God, what amazing things happen. So it's all about obedience, and Abraham was obedient to God when God told him to go, just like Jesus is telling us to go. So are we being obedient to him? Are we going? Are we helping others to go? Are we reaching people right here in our own hometown as well? So much is going on here in Genesis chapter 12, the verses that we just read, but God said to Abram, he said, he, he will bless all nations through him. And this was accomplished, of course, because he was obedient and it was accomplished through Jesus Christ. But first, Abraham had to go. He had to leave his country and his family so God could accomplish this. And look at what the apostle Paul says about Abraham in Galatians chapter, five, chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. Does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law, or by hearing with faith, just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, Those who are of faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. Abraham, the man of faith, the man who was obedient to God, who was sent out by God on a mission. And Abraham, he made some mistakes along the way, just like we all do. If you haven't read the story of Abraham, you need to go into Genesis and read about Abraham. Just amazing story about this patriarch of our faith. And we see that Abraham obeyed God. He became God's first missionary. And through his obedience, we have the Abrahamic covenant. And we read that in Genesis 12. And it's more of it uh, you can read about in Genesis 15. And then it expands in Genesis 17. Uh, But remember, this was before the law was given. 
You know, Abraham was being obedient to God before the law was ever given. That came through Moses. And Jesus is the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant because Jesus provides the redemption and therefore eternal salvation for all people throughout the world. That's how Abraham became a blessing to all the families of the earth because through Jesus Christ, salvation is now made available to everyone, not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles as well, to everyone. Jesus died for whosoever, whosoever is you and me and people in every corner of this earth, every place in this earth, there are whosoever's. And Jesus came to die for each one of us and to live again, to give each one of us opportunity to have eternal life. Let's read Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. And Paul wrote that through God giving them the, the inspiration, God giving them the words. But he said, if you're, if you're in Christ, in other words, if you're born again, you're a believer, you're a follower of Jesus, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs to the promise. That's awesome, isn't it? A covenant that was made all those years ago. We get to be part of that. We get to receive that blessing because of Jesus. See, at the beginning, I mentioned that or talked about how God had a missionary heart, and it's because he loves us. And that right there is a great example of how much he loves us and how he has that missionary heart that he wants all of us to come to him through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is, as Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We need to come to, to the Father. We need to come to him through Jesus. And we need to tell others about him. We need to be on mission when we're at home, at work, at play. Because being on mission isn't just about being a missionary who goes to another country and lives or does short-term mission trips we are all to be on mission everywhere we're, go we're going, everywhere God sends us. God gives us the opportunity each and every day to encounter someone who needs Jesus. Are we being obedient to him? If we are, we can be like Abraham and be a tremendous blessing to others. So do you see why missions is so important? And do you see why obedience on our part as goers and senders is so important because one person's obedience can change everything. Abraham's obedience brought blessings to the whole world. That's amazing. Through one person's obedience, the entire world has been blessed. How will the world be blessed by your obedience to God to go on mission locally where you live and throughout the world? Has he called you to go? Has he called you to give? Has he called you to do both? I can't encourage you enough to be obedient to what he's called you to do. And I know he's called each one of us to be Great Commission Christians. And I encourage you to go and make disciples of all nations, which means people groups. Jesus is with you. We can all do this because he's with us. His Holy Spirit is inside of us. If we're born again believers, we've given our lives to Jesus We've been filled with the Spirit, 
And this Holy Spirit, as we read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, gives us boldness to share his gospel, to share him, to be witnesses of Jesus to others. That's why I say we can all do this. And let's be like Abraham. When God tells us to go, let's go. Because there's no telling what God is going to do, what lives God is going to change through us being obedient. And as he's doing that, he's also changing our lives too. And we'll never be the same by being obedient to God. Well, I appreciate you joining me today on Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I hope each one of you will have a great rest of the day. I hope you have a wonderful week coming up. And I challenge you once again to tell somebody about Jesus. Share your testimony. Share Jesus with somebody this week. And I guarantee you, once you do it one time, you won't be able to stop. Kind of like that commercial with Lay's potato chips. Once you eat one, you can't stop, right? Well, this is so much better than Lay's potato chips. Telling somebody about Jesus, you just won't be able to stop doing it after that. Remember, Jesus loves you, and he is with you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.